Welcome to the Multi-Purpose Room, a podcast helping school organizations and school administrations achieve their goals. Each episode discusses real-life topics that PTAs, PTOs, and school staff are dealing with. Our hosts and guests offer practical tips, learnings, and best practices to achieve their desired outcomes. Here are your hosts, Wesley and Deborah Jones. Whether you're suffering from Zoom fatigue or whether you're trying to stay awake at an auction that is dragging on for too long, I think you'll agree that having an entertaining auctioneer running the school auction is critically important. That person can bring people in who are on a Zoom call, can wake people up who are sitting there in the audience and get them involved in the bidding. They can also really drive the program forward. I mean, if you think about that, a professional only takes about two minutes per auction item and a non-professional takes five across a 15-minute auction, excuse me, a 15-item auction, that's the difference between 30 minutes and 75 minutes. So having somebody really laser-focused on keeping people engaged, active, and going quickly is a huge benefit for your school. Yet, many schools don't hire professional auctioneers. If you want to know why, as well as what to look for if you're going to hire a professional, or at least some ways to make the non-professional auctioneer that you're going to use for your auction this year really engaging and take some of those qualities from professional auctioneers, this is the episode for you. Our guest today is a professional auctioneer. She's fabulous and has done school auctions as well as other nonprofit auctions. And she's going to share some tips for you. Welcome, Haley Bear. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your background? Yeah. So this is kind of a funny story. Every time I tell this, I get a little chuckle. Uh, My family has been involved in the auction industry for quite some time. My great uncle, he's now 71. He's a three-time world champion auctioneer. Yes, there are real deal auction competitions out there. Uh, But I never really knew about it. He lived in Colorado. I lived in Iowa at the time. His brother, who's my grandpa, told my sister and I, you girls need to go to auction school. It was the summer of 2010. I was 15 years old. She was 13. We're like, grandpa, what are you talking about? We want to go to the pool. We want to see boys. We want to, you know, go boating. We don't want to go to auction school. He's like, girls, it's just going to be a couple of hours. It's going to be fun. And so we said, okay, we show up. It's 12 hour days for a week straight. So not what we expected, but you know what? I'm so thankful. It really pushed me outside of my comfort zone. And I found my passion and what I love to do. This is what I want to be doing. I want to be a fundraising benefit auctioneer. And so that's what they do. And that's what I have um, become. And it's just, the rest is history. So you are immersed in the world of auctions. So this question may seem very basic to you. Why are there professional auctioneers? With any industry, you want to hire a professional. You know, if you're going to have somebody come drywall your house, are you going to hire your friend? Are you going to hire somebody that has experience? Um, I think that's especially important in the world of auctions when it comes to like land, machinery, automobiles, but it doesn't stop at your fundraising event or your auction event. Um, Even if you just want to have an MC, I think one thing an auctioneer brings to the table, obviously, is is the gift of gab, the ability to uh, 
personalize, talk about your mission, talk about your cause. And that's one of the ways I kind of set myself apart. You know, I, I call myself and I coined the term fundineer. And what that means is I'm steering the ship of your organization's fundraising. So I don't just, you know, come to the auction day of and then sell items. Now I'll handle all the, the consultation, the emceeing, the, the fund and need or paddle race speaking on behalf of your mission. And what that entail, entails prior is volunteering for a day with a school or an organization. Um, I volunteered with the Grow Foundation. We, we spent time with the kids planning in the gardens or uh, even going a step further, touring the school or touring a hospital or an organization. I always say, if, if I'm not passionate about your cause, if that auctioneer or MC, if they're not passionate about your cause, how can your audience be when they're up there speaking on behalf of it? So I think that's what's really important is, you know, hiring a professional who's going to be passionate about your cause, who's going to go the extra mile, who is going to make it mission driven and do their research on the back end. A lot of times when you hire Uncle Fred or the free auctioneer or the principal, yeah, they may know they may know a little bit about the school or, and know some of the parents there, but are they going to do that that extra work that's going to make it super successful or or increase and maximize fundraising results? So the passion definitely that makes a lot of sense, but what else makes for a good auctioneer? You know, I definitely think personally for me, a chant is always key. And that's what you learn when you go to auction school. You know, I think what a chant does is it infuses entertainment and infuses energy into a room. When you see that auctioneer come up on the stage and I always like to, I mean, when I work with children's diabetes, I always like to kind of of come out blazing. That's a a big event, 800 to a thousand people in the room. And I'll say, all right, auctions on, I'm at a thousand, now two, and I'm at two grand, you gotta be two, you gotta be three, you gotta be four, four thousand, now five, and I'm at five thousand. And people are like, what's going on? It's a lot different than having, you know, just Joe Schmo come out and say, all right, we're going to have an auction folks. And, and the first item up for bid. So creating, having that chant and crafting that energy and enthusiasm is, is really paramount. And another thing I think auctioneers can, can be, and this is what I titled Letitia, my mentor, she's known as the auction tainer. Um, that's because we're creating entertainment, almost like a comedian or, you know, that musician that's coming to your show. We're also crafting that entertainment for the auction. So you really want to make sure, you know, whoever you're hiring, they, they have that element as well. If you're anything like most PTAs, right now you have spiritware sitting in a closet. You paid for it and you don't expect to make any money from it. You've written it off. But you don't have to. You can still fundraise with these shirts. How, you ask? Project Repat will turn those old shirts into an incredible-looking quilt. This quilt makes a great graduation or alumni gift, but most importantly for us PTAs, it is a fantastic auction item. After the auction, when you have parents asking if they can do the same thing with their children's spiritwear that's sitting in their home closet, your answer is another fundraiser. You can send them to the Project Repat site and your school will get a percentage of the sales from your school community. This is also a fundraiser you can feel good about. Since launching in 2012, Project Repat has prevented over 10 million t-shirts from winding up in landfills. Their quilts are made from soft fabrics right here in America. So go ahead and tell the principal they can have their spirit wear closet back and go to projectrepat.com to make your quilt today. As a special for our listeners, if you use code K12, you'll get an extra 25% off, which means more auction proceeds for your school. That's Project 
R-E-P-A-T dot com. And don't forget to use code K-12. Project Free Pat, make a quilt out of it. Now, back to our episode. So if I'm a auction chair and I'm looking to hire somebody, what kind of questions should I ask? I think there's a lot of questions you should ask. You know, number one, a lot of questions I get asked are, can we see some video footage of you? And I think that's been really prominent even this past year with virtual events. I've probably conducted about 25 or 30 or so of these virtual auctions. Let us see what you've used or, or what you've worked with. And okay, here you go. Um, so video footage, um, I get a lot of questions on testimonials or who you've worked with in the past. I think having that experience and just asking, well, who have you worked with? Let me see some video footage. Do you have a website? Those are all important, you know, questions to ask. And then what I do is, you know, consult. Let's talk about your timeline. Let's talk about your auction order. Uh, So even having the ability to say, well, what auction items have you seen sell lately? Or what do you recommend? Tell us about, this is the order we're thinking. You know, really having somebody that's not just going to show up day of, but be that consultant, be there for you behind the scenes is, is paramount. How soon before an auction do you usually get involved to do all this consultation and prep? You know, a lot of times I can get involved anywhere from a year to six months out. You know, I went out to Arizona and I toured Valley Christian schools and I learned about all the key donors. So then the night of, I was literally rattling names off of the Fraley's, Heather Fraley, is it true that your daughter Madison did X, Y, Z? And then they were like, oh my gosh, when did she graduate from Valley Christian schools? And I'm like, I went to Des Moines Christian. I never went to Valley Christian, but because of that personalization and you get to know who's in the room and more about the mission, um, I think that really uh, just shows donors that you care. Learning about the school or the nonprofit allows you to really on the fly comment during that auction, I'm sure. Right. And you need verbiage, you know, you need, especially during a virtual event, um, there can be lag, there can be latency. And I think that's super important when you see Heather Fraley's name pop up on the screen. Oh, Heather Fraley just gave. And again, you pull some verbiage and you're not waiting around. What do I say next? Agreed. Yeah. How do you drive that excitement in the virtual auctions? (laughs) This may seem a little hokey. I think it's fun. I think it's exciting. I I wish I had it here next to me. It might be behind me, but um, I have this little cowbell that I ring. And I don't know if, if I, if, if it was just from that skit, you know, on SNL with more cowbell um, that, but I have noticed people are obsessed with it I, for the virtual auctions. I've done majority of them. I'd probably say 85 to 90%. I get messages from the event chair. She's like, she'll hold up a piece of paper saying they want more cowbell ring the cowbell again. So I, I, I don't know what's so great about it, but I think that's one exciting feature. Um, another thing I really like is using a chat, if people are putting things in the chat, being able to, you know, again, call them out or say, oh my gosh, look what Joni just said. She says she loves impact on education because of all the great work they've done for the community. Again, that's like similar to being in person when they're raising their paddle and you're saying thank you and you're pointing them out. You're kind of doing that through the chat again. You're engaging back with the community and with the donors. That engagement and the noise, it sounds like, kind of similar to the chant, really builds that excitement. If they walk away, because you know they have these distractions. So let's say they walk away to grab a glass of wine or to go get dinner. And then they're like, oh my gosh, what's happening? And they run back over. Oh, she's she's ringing a cowbell. That's kind of fun. (laughs) I definitely would run back over to see what's going on there. (laughs) 
So we know that not everyone necessarily set aside the budget for hiring a professional. So if they are not working with a professional, are there any tips that they could incorporate or share with the MC of their auction to drive that engagement and excitement? Yeah, I think that's a good question. And, you know, I do come across this um, here and there sometimes. Well, we use the principal or like I said, we have a a dad at the school. Um, And I get that. That makes sense. And I know um, people are about saving money. I will tell you a lot of times that can cost you money. But some things to look at and some tips to give if you're going with the dad or the principal or whatnot is um, just you know, make sure they have that salesmanship in them. A lot of times that's one of the benefits of an auctioneer. You know, I mentioned the rock and chant and being able to talk fast and get people excited, but also having the good salesmanship. And that's, you know, one thing I've noticed, they'll say, well, the dad really, he's a, he's a great salesman and he really connects with the audience. Um, that's another important thing, being able to connect with the audience, keep them engaged. So a lot of times this, this could be a benefit of having the principal or the parent. Um, they may know a lot of people in the room. So that, that can be a plus and, and having them bring about that connection or say, oh, hey, come on, you know, Tom, I was just at your house last week for barbecue. I know we can get one more bit of, you know, from you doing little things like that. Um, knowing the organization uh, along with knowing the people in the room, uh, the principal or the a, a parent, you know, should know this, should know the school, like the, you know, bottom of their hand. Um, and then. The only other thing I can I can think of is just um, being that representation, being professional, being prepared. Any last tips out there for auction chairs or PTA leaders running an auction this year? Yeah, you know, I, I think last year, and maybe people are annoyed with this word by now, but last year was really the the word or the phrase of pivot. You know, we all pivoted, and I think we're still looking at doing that. So um, what I'd recommend is just getting out there and and looking at the information and, and doing your research. I mean, there's tons of different webinars being had right now from mobile bidding companies, CRM companies, um, auctioneers are, are pushing content out there and kind of seeing what others are doing. Um, I have my first hybrid event coming up this Friday where we're going to have a hundred people downtown. We're going to be on a rooftop and then, you know, three, 400 people online bidding. So how is that going to be done? Getting that content, getting that research. I think that's huge. Um, And then number two, I would say just staying positive, you know, continue to be positive, continue to do your due diligence and acquire those auction items. Uh, You know, one thing we kind of noticed last year were a lot of, well, we're going to postpone. We're not going to host an auction. Well, what does that tell your parents of the school? What does that tell your donors? We don't need your money. You know, even the, even though these aren't the, the best of times or maybe what we'd hope for, I think continuing to push forward and put on the, the best event that you possibly can put on is going to show a lot more appreciation uh, and gratitude from your donors than, than just not having one. And I will tell you, out of all the virtual events I have done, we have seen just a greater greater results, if not more, more fundraising happening. Uh, Golden View Classical Academy here in Denver, we raised $80,000 more than they did last year. They didn't have much different of items. Uh, we weren't in a room with, with full of people, but again, their donors were excited. They wanted to give, they wanted to be there. And so I always say, if you don't ask, you don't know. So keep asking. It's great advice. And we really appreciate your thoughts here. I think the biggest takeaways for me from this episode are make sure to ask any professional auctioneer for video of their prior performances. 
being an entertainer is a really key element. So making sure that your auctioneer is engaging is something really important for PTAs and PTOs to consider. So make sure to ask for that video. The second is if you are going to use somebody local as an auctioneer, like somebody from your school and not a professional, make sure they have that salesmanship and that they're engaging. Oftentimes, a professional auctioneer will spend a lot of time getting to know your organization and the community surrounding it in order to be able to put on that show and entertain, keep people engaged and get that bidding up. So make sure that anybody you select for that role also has those qualities. I love your chant. Um, The chants always fascinate me and I can see how they build excitement. So appreciate your advice and thanks for being on the episode. Oh my gosh, my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Make sure to visit our website at themultipurposeroom.school to subscribe to this show. If you like the topics on this show, we share additional resources on our company blog at www.k12clothing.com. We'll see you next week in the Multipurpose Room.